Welcome to The Clarity Call, a podcast which provides encouragement and guidance for parents overwhelmed with the responsibilities of raising a child with special needs or has a medically complex diagnosis. Gain an enlightening perspective that helps dispel feelings of fear, uncertainty, or exhaustion as you venture into a life of peace, joy, and clarity. You're now on The Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Here we are again. I'm Alicia. And I'm Kimberly. And we are on The Clarity Call. Um, We are sisters, and we started this podcast because we have... Um, children with special needs. We are passionate about helping others um, with their special needs children or or circumstances in life that we have, that we come upon. Between us, we have 16 kids, six of whom have a medically complex diagnosis. All right. So we um, are just enjoying life together, figuring things out, finding tools to clarity, and um, hope that we can be of some assistance to you. Absolutely, and and more so, have we've spent our lives together than we normally do again because we had a challenging circumstance in our worlds last week. Mm. So, before I introduce our reality check today, let me just uh, start off our topic with this quote: When you look back on this past year, don't think of the pain you felt. Think of the strength you gained and appreciate how far you've come. You've been through a lot, but you've grown a lot too. Give yourself credit for your resilience and step forward again with grace. Mm. So after what we had come through last week, we felt like that was a very powerful quote. Um, And um, the author's unknown, but... We want to introduce the concept of resilience today, and we're going to do that with the reality check of the snowmageddon we just came through in (laughs) Texas. Snowpocalypse. Snowpocalypse. Yes, it ended up being a very challenging week for us last week, and if you live in Texas, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So we had snowfall come through starting getting starting you know the previous sunday valentine's day people right yeah <laughs> valentine's day night is when it started to get a little sketchy we woke up on the 15th of february to snow covered ground and for me challenging weather um means that i have nurses that can't get to my home to help take care of my kids and it also means i can't get jocelyn to aba therapy which means that i'm home with trying to care for both of these medically fragile special needs children. And thankfully, I have my amazing sister who is in the neighborhood and can drive through the snow a very short way to get to me and help me. Um, So that in and of itself is one of the challenges. And then we started losing power. And my house... um, is a little bit older and it only has one unit and it's a, it's a bigger home. So the one unit really struggled to keep my house warm. It, it was having a hard time um, keeping the temperature above 60 degrees because with the rolling power outages, it was only able to heat the home for short periods of time. And thankfully, um, we have a generator that could run space heaters when the power was out. But again, we could only run a space heater. It would only run like one space heater in one room. And so we struggled to stay warm 
And then we struggled with water. We <laughs> The struggles keep came, keep coming. <laughs> we got a boil water notice. So we had to be very careful with the water and boil it. And we couldn't just, in my house, you know, if Jocelyn doesn't understand danger. So we can't just have our stovetop hot without taking extra precautions. And we also can't use our, fi- our wood fireplace without having to try and keep her out of that. So... It becomes even more challenging to keep her safe in those types of situations, but we were able to find workarounds and figure it out, and um, Alicia, um, her home was able to stay warm, so we came over to her house to warm up a few times and let the kids change scenery a little bit because we were just stuck at my house with them for so much that they got stir-crazy what else? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think we're doing this justice to be quite frank. Is it, you know, and and you never think, "Oh, well, we're we're saving the day." As we're going to talk about um in the future or maybe even in our next podcast about trusting yourself. You have to understand that you wake up in the morning to my nurses can't come. This begins a domino effect for our family, which is is the reason we came into this neighborhood because we didn't want to have to cross any traffic, get on any highways. We literally wanted to be able to be right here in these emergent cir- circumstances. And so I I don't know that I even thought about the fact that Kimberly couldn't boil water, but I immediately was like, get the water cooler out of the out of the shed and fill it with boiling water and take it over there. I mean, these are just things that you just put into motion as you um, live in a special needs world. You just go from one step to the next, trusting your gut and moving forward. And and this is quite literally a crisis situation, not just for us, but for we have um, people that we t- help take care of in our in church our community, church community. Mm-hmm. and I mean, this just goes far and wide, and our neighborhoods, and and uh, and of course, we have everybody that we try to care about, and we just do as humans. And so, to know that Kimberly was in this situation, and I have to be honest, I walk in the door, and my home at the time, gratefully, was like sixty-eight degrees, and we hadn't really lost any temperature. We didn't have very many of us here, so we were able to close vents, close doors, you know, do a few of those. Um, maintenance tasks. And then I get over there and our kids are bundled up, a couple layers. <laughs> I think they had hats on, like they were cold. And I'm like 60 degrees. Oh my gosh, panic mode. Yeah. We've really got to get some warmth in here because yeah, I mean, their bodies, they don't know. They don't know how, why we have to keep socks and shoes on. This isn't normal. And anytime you disrupt the life of a severely autistic child, it is a challenge for oh, her. Yeah. Yeah. The and routine so, was completely thrown out the window, of course, which on top of trying to survive, literally stay warm, have clean water, all of those things that we take for granted every day, we're also trying to keep her happy and okay and not just in constant meltdown mode. Right. And so, you know, these things are, they're, they're just real and they just help us to understand just once again, how imperative these tools are to, to our mental well-being, because I, I would think that in the past, maybe we wouldn't have coped quite so well, to oh, be honest. Yeah, no. <laughs> and not only would we not have personally coped so well, but I feel like we've gotten to a place where we're able to keep the peace in the relationships. You know, I mean, like, yes, COVID stuck us at home with our people. And it's it became challenging when you're in your home with your people all the time to, you know, not 
get on each other's nerves and become easily irritated and, and, you know, keep relationships peaceful and happy. But then you have a situation like this again, where you are literally stuck at home inside with your people trying to survive. And you all think, you know, the best way to do that. Right. So trying to get outside of your own head and realize that you don't always have the best or right solutions, that your way is not the only right way to work as a team, to, you know, be considerate and compassionate and understanding in those scary situations is so vital to keeping your head and keeping the peace. Right. And, and other people that don't have the tools makes, it does make it more challenging. And then you get the opportunity to just be that example and to try we don't always do the best. I don't always do the best. Kimberly mm-hmm. does better than me because oh, I have I my meltdowns. But at the same time, it just gives us day in and day out opportunities to be mindful yeah. and to to do the work. So yeah, absolutely. So that being said, you'll recall that last week we did an episode on how disappointment is optional. And we talked about how if you will accept that pain is part of the human experience and kind of just try to normalize it so that you don't layer on emotions to create more misery and suffering, you can then choose to feel disappointment should you choose to and not make it mean something big and horrible and awful um, and stay in a place of misery. So today we want to move from that once you've kind of accepted pain as part of your world to understanding that adversity can create resilience in your world should you choose to accept that that is what adversity is for in our worlds. So ask yourself the question kind of as we start to think about this subject, do you use adversity as something for you or do you view adversity, either use it or view it, whatever you want to choose there, do you um, have it as something for you to make you stronger and better or are you getting angry at it? Right. We've talked before about the path of least resistance and, you know, water will go downhill, all of those kinds of analogies. And this is yet again, one of those where are we choosing to, to take the mountain climb, knowing that it's going to, to build and be hard and and make us stronger? Or do we just, you know, "Eh, well, there's not much we can do about this. So just let the world take over and, you know, not necessarily lay down and die, but kind of. Yeah. Um, and I was just trying to think about, about rising to meet the challenge. And like we just talked about in our reality check, um, if we follow our heart and, and try to do those things and be, be mindful, we're going to find the right answers in, in rather than just saying, oh, well, I can't do this, or I don't have the supplies for this, or I don't know what to do. Um, we are smart people. Oh yeah. I mean, by nature, we are, are really smart. And, and even if we don't feel that we are, whoever your higher power is, you turn to that, you're going to have those thoughts come to you of how to, to um, face that challenge, to face that adversity with answers. Yeah, you're never alone. And when you can believe that you have everything that you need in any given moment to figure out any challenge that you're faced with, you will find the solutions. It's only when you say that you can't that you won't. Right. Right. So when you have adversity arise in your life, are you resisting it? Thinking that something has gone wrong or that it should be different in some way. Remember, that's one of the tools that we've given you is, you know, don't shit on yourself. It should be exactly as it is. Right. Um, Do you feel entitled to not have to experience adversity? 
Yeah, that's and that's a big one. I really think, think about that for a minute because we just want we you know, and I know I've I've gone through this for years and years, just thinking, why do things have to be such a challenge? Like, why can't this isn't fair? Right. You know, that was my biggest thing. Yeah. Mike and I just had that conversation the other day about life being fair, and I remember the day that I had somebody say to me. Um, yeah, like get over yourself. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. not. And I just remember yeah, being like, it's not fair. Oh, the end. What? But it is. It's if if we cannot look at that in an entitled way, that that's the 50-50. Like it's it's a yeah, challenge. Part of life. Like bring it on. Not really, but yeah, bring it on. What are we gonna do to fix it and face it? Yeah, absolutely. So what we want to point out is that when you have those attitudes of that something has gone wrong or I shouldn't have to experience this or it should be different than it is, that is um, the attitudes like that are the what create the feelings of overwhelm and frustration. Um, so and this is this is where, you know, when we choose to run from the problem, mm-hmm. we give our strength to the problem. Right. And and let me say that again. When we run from it, we give our strength to that problem. Right. So that's, you know, I, I don't think we really quite comprehend what that means in that we choose, we're choosing at that point to be an object. We're expecting somebody, somebody to move the mountain for us. Like, I'm not going to do the work. Right. I don't want to do that. So, <clears throat> but instead be that, that agent that we talk about, make the choices, choose to do the work it may be a challenge. It may be hard, but you may need to have your village help you. Absolutely. You know? We had yeah. a lot of It's one of those other tools to clarity. I mean, really, if you've listened to the podcast, we're kind of just helping you understand how using these things, these tools that we've um, offered in previous podcasts kind of just help grow you. So we're offering you another layer here of accepting adversity in your life as a positive growth opportunity. That's really what we want you to hear today. So when our mindset is right, we can use adversity to basically fuel ourselves. And this is where we gain resilience. Okay. We can choose to think, of course, this should be happening exactly as it should, because this is my best opportunity for becoming a better me, right? You can look to your past self and see, um, have you put most of your effort into avoiding adversity or trying to change your circumstances to feel better or to, or choosing to buffer or to escape it? You know, we talked a lot about of that in avoiding the pain. That's where we get into trouble and that's where we create the misery and the suffering. And that makes us weaker because like Alicia just said, we are giving all of our power to that circumstance, which is out of our control. Right. And, you know, we can't expect to stand there and look at a weight set and think that we're going to get stronger by looking at it. Right. You know, we physically have to do something. And, and, and the fact is, the circumstance is, if you lift heavier weight, you will get stronger. Right. So here we sit with special needs in our families, in our marriages, in our, um, communities. In, our children and communities, yeah. understanding that maybe we have been given the bigger weight. But what does that mean? That means that, therefore we're going to be the stronger human in this case. You know, we if we choose to use the tools and use it for growth, lift the weight, get better, we can then help other people who have these struggles, which is why we are passionate about this and why mm-hmm. Kimberly and I, were, you know, Kimberly had this, this vision of I really need to help other people because she has these muscles now that she's been able to 
learn and grow and become strong and therefore help lift other people. Well, and to that point, yes, we have been given the weight of special needs children as our opportunity for growth. And maybe if you're listening and you don't have that as your weight and your opportunity for growth, what is your opportunity for growth? Where is your adversity that you can grow through so that you can be part of the bigger good? That's the whole point is we're trying to help create healthier mindsets so that we can create a better world. Because ultimately, if we're all doing our work to be our best selves, to take what we're learning and put it into the world and be the change for good, that is how we change the world. That's how we make it better. And I don't want other moms to experience pain and misery unnecessarily that I can help bridge that for them. If I can be something in their world, like I have a gal that um, I used to work with that has reached out to me and and has asked for some ad- advice on they're going to be bringing their trisomy 18 granddaughter home from the NICU next week. And my passion just shoots through the roof. And I try and give them all of the counsel and advice that I possibly can to ease the challenge that I went through of bringing a special needs NICU baby home, you know? Yeah. Well, and like they talk about, um, sometimes we hear, um, people talk about, well, I choose the, the harder challenge, you know, I'm, or like you hear people say, Oh, I take the easy road. Like, why do you take the easy road? Or why do you always choose the hard road? (laughs) Right. And I just think about that. And I think, well, I don't know that I necessarily, sometimes I've, for some reason, find myself in Like, why did I choose? This seems harder. This seems like the harder route. Mm -hmm. But then I think about it and I think um, that I think you are able to process more and think through it. And there are more dynamics sometimes when you have more to more to the path. Right. Yes. And so I, I don't know that it's necessarily wrong. I don't I don't like to choose the harder road. But um, if I look back over life and think um, in fact, I think somebody said to me at one point, um, wow, you're just glutton for punishment, you know? <laughs> and I remember being like, oh, that's Am so I? rude. That was so rude. <laughs> like one bad thing after another. And then I just, if I look at it now, I just can't believe having come through coronavirus, having come through this snowpocalypse, I just, I find myself more grateful that it has opened up my heart to so much more compassion yes. for helping other people like that made going through that so much more worth it, you know? Yes. And I love that I can look back on things now and, and whether it's divorce or illness, mental illness, physical illnesses, um, childbirth through natural birth or C-section, like all of the dynamics of life that I've encountered, um, snowstorms, coronavirus, all of them, you, you're just able to meet people and, and connect on such a different level. Absolutely. And I know that as Alicia and I were talking about and preparing for this podcast, we talked about as we have looked back over our past lives and um, kind of seen where we didn't have these tools to clarity in the circumstances that we've been through to this point, um, we've realized how vital emotional management is. It is so important because when you're mentally and emotionally healthy and strong because you're using the tools to get clarity, then you will be able to first face the adversity and grow instead of allow adversity to overcome you, throw you into buffering situations where you are creating more misery in your life and 
now we know that we can just take that and create more good in our lives instead of avoiding it and resisting it and thinking that it should be different. Acceptance is so huge and doing your own personal work, your own self-care, setting your boundaries, staying true to what you know will keep you mentally and emotionally healthy and strong is where you're going to use the adversity for your growth. Right. I was... um speaking with somebody that I hold in the the highest regard in life. Um, I refer to it as my higher power. And I, they said to me, um, due to your resilience in life, and I just thought, wow, I've never thought of myself as a resilient person. And then I thought about those things that I've come through, the things that I can say I came through with flying colors, and the things like Kimberly just mentioned that I came through and thought, man, I didn't face that one very well. And I'm going to use an example that um, it's a little tender, I'll be honest. Um, I I married my second husband about eight, nine years ago. And um, knowing at the time that he had type 1 diabetes, but not, I guess, understanding that, um, that diagnosis very well. Well, um, I had a circumstance happen where... I woke up and I didn't know what was wrong with him. And I ended up having to, to help him, um, with some, you know, sugar circumstances with diabetes. And I just thought, okay, okay, wow. You know, we got him through that. That was good. And then it happened again. And it, you know, several different times and a lot was going on in my life at the time. I had a young child and I didn't have as much compassion as I should have had or could have had at the time. Now that I know what I know. And I just found myself in a frustration, finding resentment. Um, you know, why can't this be different? Why is it this way? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't he be doing something else? You know, and I really did lack a lot of compassion for that challenge, that adversity that he had. Mm-hmm. And so once you come through some of these um, adversities and challenges that we we get given to us, you know, innocently or not, we choose them or we don't choose them. Um <clears throat> like I just said, we then can have compassion for other people because we, we can't control what happens to them, especially like our special needs children. I know right. that you talk about when Jocelyn has migraines, like we don't know. And so it's super easy to be short and frustrated. And just because a human might look, um, uh, say normal, typical, typical like a right? typically developed child or they should be able to handle it because they're an adult or you know whatever the excuses we want to use when Mm -hmm. we come through these challenges whatever they are medical physical emotional or just circumstantial like what we've just come through oh this person didn't have enough firewood you know what's wrong with them or whatever they weren't prepared right right? that still is as an adversity and an opportunity for us to rise above yeah to use what we've been given to have that resiliency that we've come through our challenges with and then have compassion to pass it forward. Absolutely. Yes. Beautifully said. All right. So let us remind you as we close this episode on adversity and resilience that the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. So A lot of thought work being done. Oh my goodness. It has been a really good week for that. Yeah. Well, we're going to leave you with a would you rather. All right. This is a good one. Okay. This is a good one, especially coming through this just barely. And okay. Would you rather live in a cave <laughs> or live in a tree house? Mm. 
And I thought about this. I wonder where, the, where this is, what the weather's like around you. Well, and that's just it. Anywhere you are, you're going to have the elements if you're in a treehouse. Right. But, if but you're a in a cave, cave is dark I know. and cold and lonely. And that's I just have really thought a lot about that one. coming through our power outages and our right. coldness. And I'm like, you know, I really like the world I love outside. And I know it's going to mean snow and wind and rain and I don't know what in a treehouse. But mm-hmm. I can see the beauties of life. So I'm going to pick a treehouse. Mm. <laughs> and I know you're I want it. to if I if it was just about me I would pick a tree house I that's think that's true I think because of my life's situation you're, I would pick a cave you're going in a cave I think I would pick a fire. cave yep caveman so it's interesting <laughs> it's interesting how our life uh shifts our perspectives on on what our choices ultimately end up being right that's choices so are where our power is people tell us where you'd rather be no. send us some some notes we want to know what you think about this one Absolutely. Well, have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Find additional episodes of the program on any popular podcast app or search Apple iTunes. You may also subscribe to The Clarity Call to catch every episode. If you've enjoyed the content of this podcast, we invite you to share it and please leave a rating and review of our program. If you'd like to connect with Alicia and Kimberly on social media, you can find them on Instagram as The Clarity Call or on Facebook under Clarity Call. They can also be reached by email at theclaritycall at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and supporting our program.